Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder and CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm a little sad, though, because this is our finale episode, and I don't want this season of Batwoman to be over. It was that good. Well, it's over now. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, 13 episodes, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I still say I don't understand who came up with that idea, because it's an un- unlucky number, but, okay. I'm executive somewhere, because all the networks use it, like, the initial, that's why you always hear, like, the back nine, like, mm. because every series order gets the initial order of, like, 13 episodes, and then if you get the back nine, that means... Right. And like twenty two, I get, but just just like thirteen, just a weird number. Yeah, some executive somewhere came up with that. Anyway, we're gonna jump in and talk about the season finale first, and then um, we'll talk about some things that uh, Dryers said in an interview that she gave. Uh, Her interviews always yesterday. make me a little bit nervous. Not even gonna lie, because she always. <laughs> Because she is horrible at talking to the media. Like, she really is. Like, no matter what show she works on, she's never, ever been able to say things succinctly without getting dragged by somebody somewhere. Yeah. And and more, you know, in, in this show is no different. Like, uh, during the whole, during the whole uh, fallout after uh, Ruby left... You know, there was the whole thing of, you know, whether or not to recast and then coming up with a new character. And, like, it seemed around that time, every time she talked, I was just like, I know what you want to say and you're not doing it very well. Yeah, especially annoying when you know the message and you can convey the message a lot better than the person trying to. And it's just like, oh, God, please stop. Yeah, please, please stop. Just (laughs) (laughs) so we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, but first, we're going to get into Season 3, Episode 13. We're all mad here? Nope. Are we having fun yet? Are we're we all mad here was yet? last week. Yep. Yeah. So uh, after the clips of the entire season, we start off with Marcus walking through uh, the amusement park, Joker's old Joker's old hideout. Oh, and... that's where he was. For some reason, I thought he was exploring the Bat No. The Bat Cave, him in the Bat Cave was like the last shot of the of the flashbacks and then he was walking around a desolate amusement park uh which i believe is called amusement mile i if i remember correctly um and he is looking for whatever he needs to to enact his plan for the week or you know for the rest of the season which after that the next 42 yeah <laughs> after that we uh we go to the title screen and we have Mary walking down the halls of Arkham, oh, and as she gets as she gets to uh, Alice's door, she notices a cable going like into the room from another room. Like it's a giant electrical cable going from one area to Alice, and Alice is huddled up on the floor chewing on a shoe. 
with I, an electrified wrench, putting it to her temples, trying to zap her brain. Just wanted to hug. And Rachel killed this whole scene. Like, my God. Yeah. My heart broke for her. Uh, Mary goes running in to stop Alice. And she's like, you know, I told you I would help you. I found a place in Switzerland. It's a sanatorium. They specialize in childhood trauma. You know, they, they can they can help you. And Alice is not really on board with this plan. Like, she doesn't want to be in an institution anymore. Which, you know, you can't really blame her. She's like, no more cages. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> and she's just like, you know, I can't be in my head anymore. I want to get out. Please help me get out. This felt like this. This was the, this. It's weird. This was the scene where I think we might have mentioned the slightly inappropriate chemistry at times between Mary and Alice. Yeah. A couple different times throughout the season. Um, the inappropriate chemistry was absolutely on display in these scenes because it almost felt like they were former lovers comforting each other. It was very strange. <laughs> From there we go to uh, Ryan in Mary's apartment where the Bat team without Mary Isn't not that also secretly. Her apartment, yeah, I said Mary and Ryan's apartment. Oh, you just said Mary's apartment. That's why I was confused. Oh, yeah, no, Mary and Ryan's apartment. Yep. Uh, they're having a bat team meeting as to what to do with Marcus. Now, it's not a secret meeting. You know, Mary's off trying to help Alice, and they're, you know, they're having a meeting on what they can do. And as they're trying to decide the best way to use the joy buzzer on Marcus, Mary comes walking in and suggests, or, you know, maybe we give it to Alice instead. And this is a standout scene of the episode. <laughs> and... Mary's the only one on this plan. <laughs> yeah, she's like, because everybody, everybody's like trying to remind her what Alice has done, and she's like, yeah, I know, but like, and... Ryan is trying to fight for her brother, and I'm basically trying to fight for my sister, and no, I can't explain why I, I know that she's capable of being better, but I feel that she is, and I think this is the way we can help her. And... The one thing I really like about this scene is Mary kind of lays out the case that we did last week, that Alice is just as much of a product of what happened to her, even though, you know, she didn't have a joy buzzer shock to her head. Like, where she is in life is just as much of a product as as to what happened to her that mentally broke her. That As we did found to out Marcus. Last week, and like Mary said, the Joker is the reason the Joker sent her on that path. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, but obviously the Joker did it without right without realizing it. Where Marcus, where what he did to Marcus was a little bit more deliberate. Yeah. But um, but like Mary's like, so you want to help your brother who you didn't know prior to who he is now just like you didn't know Alice to prior to who she is now and you're giving Marcus the benefit of the doubt for being for probably being a good person if he doesn't have you know if we use the joy buzzer on him and you're not giving the same benefit of the doubt to Alice and Mary's just like and Mary's just like look you know you told me I, I could have a voice this is me using my voice this yeah. is what I want right so it's and like I said, there's you could always argue like one you know 
if one deserves it over the other, who knows? But it's a very it's a very level playing field if you're taking into account that Alice didn't have like an idealistic childhood or even yeah. a, even like a decent childhood. Like she had a very psychologically breaking childhood to wind up where she is. So, you know, there's no real way of knowing if one deserves it over the other. Exactly, because they're both coming with trauma. Right. When we come back from commercial, we have the first part of of what seems to be Marcus's plan being enacted. Well, before we go to commercial, we have what seems to be the first part of Marcus's plan being enacted. Everyone is getting a alert on their phone and various things. Can we the, the notification sound of this alert? Is there some <laughs> sort of... Is there some sort of significance to this, like an Easter egg of some kind? Because if not, that is the most annoying sound on the planet. Well, I think it's designed to be annoying just to get you to to look at it. Like, it's more annoying than the normal emergency alert systems that we have, in the, and that can scare the crap out of you at any given moment in time. Oh, don't I know it. I, <laughs> I remember... Um, I remember a couple years ago, I was setting up for New York Comic Con, and it was the day, it was the day they tested the new, like, presidential one. Oh, God. And I was walking through, I was uh, walking through the Javits Center to go back to the car to grab something, and I heard my phone go off, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And did you hear every other phone go off in your vicinity, too? No, because for some reason it didn't hit every phone at the same time. Like, I don't know. Like, they were testing it out, and it didn't hit every single phone at the same time. So, but when it went off, I'm like, and the thing is, like, I have all those alerts muted for the most part. Like, weather alert, um, uh, the, the missing kid one. Amber alert. Yeah, Amber Alert, like any of the alerts that you can turn off, I've turned off. So this was just like, so it had to be one like you couldn't physically turn off. And I'm like, oh, no, what the hell happened now? Oh, that's right. I forgot when Trump sent that out. Yeah. And I was and I was like, <laughs> and the fact that he was president, I'm like, oh, what did the Cheeto do to us? <laughs> and then I looked at my phone and I'm like, really? Like, who thought this was a good idea? I completely forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. all I kept thinking, all I kept thinking, because we heard that alert a couple different times throughout the episode, all I kept thinking is, my God, this is the most annoying sound. And I didn't know if it was like a, a shout out to some kind of sound yeah, no. from like in the Batman universe or something. So I wasn't sure if there was some kind of special significance, but my God. Was it no. Um, so we find out Marcus is going to unveil who Batwoman is at a given time, and he wants everybody in Gotham out in the streets to hear the message. That's basically the start of his plan. We go to commercial. When we come back, Ryan, Ryan's gone, and we are getting uh, the news report of pretty much what Marcus said, and we see Sophie, Mary, and Luke watching the TV as Jada comes walking in, and Sophie's like, "See, I told you she didn't. Knock. She doesn't knock." <laughs> so Jada's is like, "All right, I'm here. What are we doing? Where's Ryan?" And they're like, "Um, um 
good question. Yeah. So Jada is when Jada shows up, you know, they ask if they were able to figure out where Marcus was and Luke's like I was barely able to take a screen cap without access to any of my equipment. And Jada's like, "All right, I'll I'll get you some I'll get you some Jeturian uh, servers to help." Yeah. And, and it was was this the time when she said, "Luke, don't you remember how your father would like repeat himself when he gets upset?" And yeah. I remember, and like, and then she kind of she gave an example. And yeah. This got me our Ryan sisters. I know we talked about this. I mean, brother and sister. Um. I know we talked about this um, a few weeks ago about the possibility of them being, and I really, really hope that they explore that next season. And I'm going on the assumption that we're getting a next season because the idea yeah, yeah. that we don't is just not something mm-hmm. I'm willing to entertain at this given moment. Um, <laughs> but I really hope that they do explore that because, mm-hmm. like, she keeps bringing up Lu- Lucius Fox when she doesn't really have to. And even right. Luke was a little weirded out at exactly how well he was father. Well, we do know that Lucius worked for worked for Jada in the past, but right. prior right. to working for Bruce. Right. No, I get that, but I think because you could tell by the look on his face when he did that, he was basically like, "Wow, he really did know my father well," almost like better than a former employee employer should, kind of a thing. Right. That was what I took from that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm i glad you're finally coming around to my way of thinking on this. I don't think I disagreed with you. I think I, no, I, think I but thought it was it a No, like, but it seems like you're a little bit more in the camp now. Yeah, no, definitely. I think because I also, I think at the time we discussed it, I was so in the, oh my god, her and Diggle have such chemistry. Like, I wasn't sure if they were going that route either. Mm-hmm. I was kind of torn on though, but now it really does kind of feel like they're going to go Lucius Fox. Mm-hmm. So Jade is like, all right, where's Ryan? And he's like, everyone's like, um, she, yeah, she, uh, she had a thing to do, didn't she? And Mary's just like, yep, definitely a thing that she's not here right now. So it turns out Ryan is at Arkham to talk to Alice to decide whether or not Alice deserves to get buzzed over Marcus. And again, it's the same kind of argument where Ryan's like, you know, you don't deserve this. And Alice is just like, you know, what's, you know, what is so different between me and Marcus other than the fact that Alice has been evil longer. She's had more time to rack up a body count than Marcus has. Like Marcus killed his father and has probably done other stuff that Jada has kind of helped keep quiet but this is like the first time he's on like a, a like he's going all out yeah and even Alice is just like you know you want to give me the buzz anyway because what if you do it to Marcus and he still wants you know he doesn't want anything to do with a sister or he's still just you know a bad person you know you don't know what he was like prior to prior to getting buzzed I know what I was like prior to what happened to me and and she's kind of right like like I think a lot of this is Ryan kind of projecting having a normal family if she buzzes Marcus because then Jada yeah. will be happy with her Marcus will supposedly be fine Yeah Ryan is kind of pinning all of her hopes for the normal family that she always wanted 
on Joy Buzzing Marcus. Right. Because that's supposed to be the solution to all of the problems. And it very well could be. But also, too, like, just because he's normal again doesn't mean they're going to be the Insta family that she wants. Because they still have to get to know each other. But it turns out Alice has information on Marcus's plan that she's like, you know, if you give me the buzzer, I'll tell you what's going on. And it turns out that when the Joker was on the school bus, he whispered his plan to Marcus of what the Joker was going to do that day. And while the Joker was at Arkham, he talked to other inmates. And so when Alice was at Arkham, she had talked to inmates that had been around the same time. And the Joker's plan was to punish all of Gotham for believing in Batman. And so his plan was find a reason to get everybody out into the streets, out of shelter, and out into the open. And then pretty much rain down rain down uh, gas or an, or an aerosol spray of some kind. Yeah, he's going to do an, an acid bomb, right? Right. To to really take them out now see i had a feeling there was more to his plan when he made the announcement of come to this spot and hear the announcement of who ryan wilder you know of who batman is going to be because i'm like you're literally simulcasting to the entire town from where they are right now you don't need to gather everybody into a single place to drop this bomb you could literally just upload the video and drop it right what are you really up to right and um yeah and i didn't i didn't i kind of thought there was another piece to his plan because that you're right like if he wanted to out ryan he could have i think i like i just thought this was a way to kind of draw ryan out more than anything um so as alice is kind of telling ryan this plan we see intercuts of what's going on at the hold up them getting ready uh, Mary, you know, making sure the clothes signs up because customers always read a sign on a door. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> and we see uh, we see the Jeturian industry people like bringing in servers to help out Luke, and and um, we find out that Marcus's signal is getting pinged from several different places, all within like a condensed area. And that he was moving very slowly, but he was in the air, and it couldn't be a jet, because if it was moving that slowly and it was a jet, it would fall out of the sky. So naturally, during his time in the Batcave, Marcus found the Bat Blimp. <laughs> okay, um, here's my question. Did we know that the Bat Blimp was a thing? Has, has there ever been a mention of a Bat Blimp? In the show, no. In Batman in the... lore, yes. Um, well, usually it's like a bat plane. I'm sure a bat blimp has happened here and there. I most notably remember blimps from the opening of the Batman animated TV show. Those were GCPD blimps. But yeah, Batman has has like at least every single conceivable vehicle that one can travel in. For some reason, a blimp never seemed like something that the bat that batman would need because blimps just don't serve a general purpose to me they move so damn slow it was not something i ever expected and then like luke's face when he said bat blimp yeah now I was like 
Now, the only thing I could think of uh, for a blimp would be um, for, like, surveillance. Like, you're moving slow enough that if you're trying to... If you're trying to listen into conversations, you don't have to worry about moving out of the area quickly or just being, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know why you would need a blimp, but he had one. <laughs> I just never, chalk bat blimp up to things I never expected to say or have. I mean, Batman, ha- Batman had bat shark repellent, so there's, he's he's got everything he would ever need, ever. Just not something I was expecting. And Luke's absolutely horrified face at the fact that he out. I was like, why are we so horrified? At a... Because when are blimps ever good? True, but it's like... The only blimp anyone ever remembers is the Hindenburg, and look how well that turned out. I mean, I always remember the Goodyear. Oh, uh, yeah. I suppose so. And it's all, and it's funny, like, everyone remembers... So, like, you have the Goodyear blimp and you have... Um, the Hindenburg, and everyone remembers like the tragedy of the Hindenburg. However, like when you actually read the story of the Hindenburg, you find out that only like four people died. Yeah, so I'm just like Luke's face. I was just like, I thought maybe like before they revealed what it was, I thought maybe like he had the identities of the entire Bat team and was gonna like drop like drop everybody's identities. <laughs> So Ryan comes in after the commercial and is like, all right, Luke, can you hack into the bat blimp? And Luke's like, I've never even seen it before, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, all right, I need you to bring it to the GCPD headquarters. And then she's like, all right, Mary and and Sophie, you guys need to figure out a way to convince everyone to stay indoors. And Sophie's like, you realize I only got like 300 people on my social media, right? (laughs) hilarious so mary has the idea that there's got to be some sort of mind control thing in the bat cave so they just need to find a way into the bat cave and ryan's like all right i think i have an idea so she goes over to jada who apparently now knows where ryan was oh yeah right right and you know she's upset because she was like you know, the only way to get Marcus back was with the buzzer, and you gave it to Alice. And she was like, look, even if I had the buzzer, it wouldn't change what's about to happen. So we need to get people to safety. So I need you to find a way to sabotage Marcus like you did with me when I was CEO. And The way she said that, so matter-of-factly, look at her, on her face, and she said it like, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry about that, right? And it was basically like, yeah, but you still, you still need to keep the same energy <laughs> and do that for your other kid, too. So they were like, well, you can't use the same thing because, you know, he's not hiding a billion dollars for funding Batman. And Jade is like, no, but he is hiding something else. And Ryan's like, well, if you mean what I think you mean, are you sure you want to do it? Because, you know, it could get you into trouble as well. And Jada decided she was like, look, I, you know, I've been trying to help my son this entire time. But right now I think I have to take a... I think I have to take a page from my daughter and put the city first. We cut from there to Marcus getting a phone call while he's in the blimp. And it's the it's the financial officer over at Wayne. And they're like, hey, BT Dubs, you're fired. And he's like, okay, who decided this? And he was like, oh, you and the, you and the Department of Justice. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so he just laughs a lot and then hangs up, turns on the TV, and we find out that Jada had linked, had leaked that Marcus might have been a cause in his father's death. Major million dollar companies really like to have potential murderers as their CEOs. Yeah. We tend to frown upon that. <laughs> And once this leaked, the Wayne board, I like this, the Wayne board unanimously decided to fire Marcus and rehire Ryan as the CEO, saying that her, saying that her resignation was coerced. Like, yeah, duh. Duh. So Marcus gets upset, shoots the TV, yells out into the city that he doesn't care. And he's like, you know, I don't need my family. I don't need anyone. You, none of you matter over to the Batcave with Sophie and Mary just kind of waltzing in. They're like, yep, every, you know, everything was too hectic at, at Wayne to, for anyone to notice us going upstairs and then into a secret room. Wait, what, did, what, did, what did she say? Like, disto, like dystopian end of the world or something? Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> she's like, all right. What am I doing? What am I doing, Luke? And Luke doesn't answer. She's like, uh, Luke, let's go. Top chop. Like bat, bat cave to bat bar. And he's like, um, I'm trying to hack in on a bar stool. Forgive the three second delay. He's like, all right, I need you. All right. So do you see, you know, and he's like, all right. So you see the thing on the screen? And she's like, you mean the blinking dot with all, with all the things? He's like, I'm going to assume yes. So he's helping her figure out what she needs to do to to help hack the bat blimp. And while she's doing that, Sophie goes over to the trophy area and uses a glove with Ryan's fingerprints or DNA or whatever. And she starts looking for something in the trophies. She does find one thing. Wind's umbrella. She does. She finds the penguin's umbrella. One of the things that we see front and center in the trophy case is Catwoman's whip. Ooh. And I'm going to go on record right now. If we get a season four, Sophie's going to end up being Catwoman. That would actually be really amazing. Like, because it was, it was a little too front and center for it just to be a throwaway thing. Yeah. Kind of like dropping hints, like they dropped hints about all this play at the parking. Yeah. So, Sophie comes out with the umbrella. They have their idea. Batwoman's over at the top of the tower. Um, Luke now has access to the satellites to help him get control of the Bat Blimp. While all this is going on, we see the Blimp kind of going over the going over the city skyline, and Marcus being happy. There's a sudden shake, and he feels the course changing on the blimp he goes to talk to the pilot and the pilot's like i have no idea what's going on i'm locked out i can't i can't put I can't us back on anything it's dead yep and then marcus shoots him several times or shoots and him once like, and well, then the computer several times he's like now it's something you two have in common yep and ryan's like hey i need that i need that blimp to be like a lot lower and luke's like i lost controls so she's like, well, we don't, we don't have time for this. So we should I'm also just gonna... mention that the bomb has like 15 minutes to go on it. Uh, it's a little over 20 minutes actually right now. Okay. Um, so I mean, the clock counting down is supposedly 
to when Marcus is going to tell people about Batwoman. But yes, we know it's about to blow up or to release the to release the gases. Ryan repels up to Ryan repels up to the Batblimp, and this is the first time I'm thinking about it. At no point in time, because as you said, there's only 20 minutes left to go. If the plan was always to blow up the blimp and have the acid pour down, Marcus doesn't have a parachute at any point in time on this. I just assumed like there's one on the bat blimp, but I would like if it were me, I would be wearing it at all times, (laughs) (laughs) knowing that I gotta. I feel like he was completely fine with this being a suicide mission. I guess, but then you don't get to you don't get to see like the aftermath of the havoc. I mean, that's no fun. When we come back from commercial, Brian uh, Batwoman is now in the blimp. She's looking around and she's like, "Hey, Sophie, did they teach you how to defuse a bomb in in cadet school?" So Sophie's like, "All right, let me see." She turns on her her lenses. And Sophie's like, uh... Yeah, I can't do anything with that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, we're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. And, she, and Ryan's like, wait, I thought you were going to tell me to, like, cut the purple or the green wire or something. And she's like, yeah, but there's, like, four trip wires. You touch any part of that thing and it's going to blow sky high. Yep. Uh, and as they finish having that conversation, Mary has uploaded the video to get Gotham to go back inside. It's a video of the umbrella spinning with the message to take cover and wait for instructions. And everyone kind of starts dispersing and they can see from the back cave that the plan is working. Which I wasn't sure it was going to work. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it worked myself, but hey. Because like, they, <laughs> they were standing there for so long and I expected all of them to like drop down to the ground where they were standing. So like whatever still, I was like, um, is this working? <laughs> so so Batwoman's like, all right, I'm going to steer the blimp over the ocean. And she, that's when she finds that the controls are completely shot. And the dead pilot. And the dead she, pilot. Who she kind of has to, like, move out of the way. And the look on her face when she, like, had to kind of knock him over was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So Batwoman realizes, like, to get the blimp anywhere, she's going to have to stay on board to, to get it where it needs to go. And Sophie does not react kindly. This is true. Sophie's like, no, you don't get to play crazy with me. She's like, I don't want to lose you. And Ryan's like, nobody's ever said that to me before. I'm pretty sure the last girlfriend did. I no, can't I think remember Ryan was the one. I think Ryan was the one saying that to Angelique, not the other way around. Yeah, I don't know. Angelique. Angelique had her own kind of quirky thing. It was fine. I'm sure she would have been sad if Ryan died. Marcus shows up and is like, see, little sisters ruin all the fun. This is why I didn't want one. They have a quick scuffle, and Ryan kind of keeps pressing her buttons about the family and how Jada doesn't want her, and she didn't, she doesn't love her. And now there's an actual parachute, because <laughs> that is what Batwoman's using to kind of shield herself from, from Marcus using... Uh, looks to be a lead pipe. It's not a cane. It's not a crowbar. I wasn't sure what he was using. Yeah, it just looks to be like a pipe or maybe some sort of blimp tool. A wrench, maybe. So, they have a fight. Brian's like, fight. Give me back. <laughs> Brian's like, give me back my brother and starts punching him. I don't think that's the way to do it, but okay. I, I thought she was like preparing to knock him out to joy bust him right in that moment. Yeah. 
and then she did it, and I was like, well, what was the point of that exactly? Well, we're, right now, we're supposed to believe that Alice has the... Right, but here's here, like, when, when she was punching him out, and then she actually fell for his, like, sweet little brother act in that moment... I was like, Ryan, girl, what are you doing? You know the only re- the only way to get him back is to joy buzz his brains out. It's the entire reason you're doing this. So what exactly did you think a few punches to the nose was going to do? Yeah, look, she is not smart when it comes to Marcus. No, family is like, her we blind had, spot. And we, blind had spot like, we had like dumb Luke in season one. And these are like Ryan's dumb Luke moments. Yeah, she's she's letting her blind spot out here because, like, girl, what what are we doing? Like, yeah. this is not this is not how Bat like Batwoman is supposed to be like five steps ahead, and this is not that. Right. So Marcus, you know, Marcus kind of acts normal for a second, gets her to get off of him. They both get to their feet, and then he's like, "Ha ha, fooled you!" And then pushes her out of the blimp while he while he fastens a parachute onto himself. When we come back from commercial, as Batwoman is falling out of the, you know, falling down to the ground, she repels, she grapple guns Marcus and right pulls him out of the blimp. Which was so freaking cool. <laughs> That was so freaking cool. I rewound that like four times. <laughs> she pulls him out of the blimp. Uh, once he gets in close enough, she puts her arms around him and pulls his parachute, and they land on top of GCPD. And Sophie's like hearing all of this and going like, going, Ryan, Ryan, are you there? Like, are you there? Speak. <laughs> Speak. Let's go. Ryan's like, you think I would die before I let you buy me dinner first? So now that... Batwoman's still alive, and everyone knows we find out that Batwing was dispatched to figure out the blimp. Batwing gets in there and is like, hey, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, but Mary kind of gave him a moment of inspiration, which I kind of loved. I kind of loved this moment where she's like, but you're Luke, so there's going to be some sort of hidden tech genius thing that you're going to be able to figure out at the last second, right? Because you're Luke. And he's yep. like, wait, oh my god, you're right. My dad's yep. AI. Yep. So his dad, any of the any of the tech that his dad used in the Batman stuff was all designed to be able yep. to the work together and talk to, each, to other, talk each other and interact. So the fact that his suit has an AI, it should be able to it should be able to help them, but it kind of means losing the AI because he needs to hook it up to the. It. He has to hook it up to the control center of the plane. Right, and it has to pilot. And it has to stay on because it's a hard wire. It's not just a, it's not just like a satellite link. And it means it's also going to blow up when the when the blimp go, blows up because at this point it's not about diffusing the bomb. It's about letting the blimp go off in the most desolate area possible to minimize the damage. Right. So he's hooking he's hooking the the AI up to the blimp, and we have Marcus and Batwoman fighting again on on the roof. She knocks him off the roof. They go tumbling over as they tumble over. Yep, as they tumble over the edge, we have Batwoman hanging onto the roof and Marcus, and Marcus is just kind of dangling in the air, very reminiscent of the uh, the 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton and the Joker. That was how that was how the Joker. um, That was the climax of the movie. 
was like Batman holding on to the Joker and then kind of losing his grip and the Joker falls to his death. And Marcus is like, are you willing, you know, are you going to just let me fall? Or are you willing to die with me too? And that's when Mary comes out of nowhere. Or that's when Alice? Alice comes out of nowhere. And she's like, she's like isn't, uh, this bad, isn't this crazy plan playing out exactly the way I thought it would? Yep. So we cut back to the Arkham the Arkham uh, conversation and Alice is telling her what Marcus's plan was and basically also telling her like how her brain was scrambled in a different way by watching her mother's body, you know, bob up and down a river. I loved what Ryan said in this scene. She's like, I know Mary knows and you know that you're not the one who needs this. You could be better without this. You just don't want to be because it's too hard. Yeah. And she puts the joy buzzer on the table and she said, I'm doing this for Mary, but you and I both know that you're not. And, you know, and like Alice is like, you know, this happened to me and this happened to me. And she's like, you can do it on. And then Ryan kind of is like giving her a pep talk. She's like, yeah, you had a messed up life, but I know you can do it on your own. This is for Mary. But deep down, you and I both know that you don't need it. And then we go back to we go back and Alice is pulling both of them up because Alice is now Hercules as yeah, they get back hilarious. as they get back onto the roof Marcus gets up goes charging after goes charging after Batwoman again as he as he uh, grabs Batwoman she kind of shrugs off a little bit opens up her hand she has the buzzer and slaps it to Marcus's head knocking him out and Alice is like I like Alice is like, we're still not friends, and I can't help with that. And she points to the blimp. <laughs> I do kind of love that Alice was the one who joy buzzed him. I don't know, there was kind of a, a cool... Little no, it was, it was Batwoman. It was Batwoman, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. The reason I thought no. it was Alice. No, but Alice is the one who saved the day. Yeah, because she gave up, you know, she basically was like, uh... I love that she kind of just showed up and was like, yeah, you're going to need my help. Because this is going to go sideways. And as strange as as strange that it's Ryan who kind of gave her like the tough love pep talk in the in the asylum, it does. I think it helped because it really like Mary was trying to help Alice's problem. It, it she was trying to the, the conversation that they had on Coriana. Yeah. Ryan gave Alice a similar a similar talk on Coriana. Right. And so, like, Mary is trying to help Alice's problem and solve it, but Ryan is telling Alice that she can do it. Like, she's, you know, in a weird sort of way, she's giving, she's giving Alice, like, not necessarily motivation, but, like, I believe you can do this, and that's something, like, Alice has needed, not just somebody not just somebody trying to help her, but right. somebody it, like, it I believe from, in you. It has to come from somebody objective because Mary is her family. And yeah, yeah. like, you know, Mary's her family. So in her mind, Mary is going to either do it because they're family or do it as an obligation because of everything that Alice did to help her when she was poisoned Mary. But Ryan has nothing. There, there's no reason for her to lie. Right. She, her life would honestly be better if 
is Alice was completely removed from the picture. And Ryan has made that point of view very clear basically since the moment they met. But in spite of those feelings, this is now the second time that Ryan has chosen to have faith in her. Yeah. First time being on Coriana. Yeah. So Batwing gets the gets the blimp to crash in a in a deserted area of the city. And when we come back from commercial, they're, you know, waiting to hear if if Batwing made it out, which he did. And he runs into a little boy, which was so cute. Yep. And then we are back to back to Mary's um, back to Mary's facility where Marcus is still unconscious and they're waiting to see if he'll wake up. Jada and Ryan are both there and we finally have Marcus waking up. Seems normal. Do we believe this? Uh, I mean, they don't really give you a reason not to. No, they don't, but maybe I'm just cynical from too many years of various TV shows, but I don't know. Part of me is waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, and it might. Who knows? They ask how he feels, and he's like, I feel like I need my little sister, and everyone's happy. Did you think for a second that he might not have remembered Ryan? Yeah, I was kind of waiting for that to be the kind of the uh, side effect was like everything. I kind of expected him to forget everything while his brain was uh, while his brain was scrambled. Because even when he woke up, he said, hi, mama. So I almost thought that mentally he was nine years old again. Yeah. And then we see Mary who sees Alice's butterfly knife with a note and the flyer for the place in Switzerland. And the note says, I'm off to find myself. Catch you on the flip side. And Mary's happy. We see we see Beth now leaving her hideout in her in her dark hair. No more blonde. I'm gonna miss the blonde. I'm not And we go back to Wayne Tower and we have Brian and Sophie talking before everyone starts coming in. Uh Luke and Luke and Mary show up. Mary has brought champagne that she calls champs, and it was at that point in time I really, really missed Poison Mary because mm-hmm. she didn't say stupid things like champs. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Millennial Mary rears her ugly head. <laughs> so they take the they take the baseball out of the trophy case and put the pearls back in to start getting the place back to the way to the way it was before. And then they decide to go into the Batcave to figure out what he did down there. And Sophie's like, don't you all take a night off? And they're like, no, this is Gotham. This is Gotham. Like, night offs don't exist. Yeah. And it was all very pleasant and happy. And I'm like, I was like, do they really think they're not getting a season four? Because, like, this is just wrapping up a little too neatly. And then we get the last scene of of uh, the reporter at the crash site talking about how the air is toxic and they've, you know, she's in a hazmat suit, the cameraman's in a hazmat suit, and she's like, you know, everyone's been told to stay away until they can assess what the damage is. Yeah, here and she is reporting in a freaking she, hazmat she's suit. She's at least in a hazmat suit. And she stops, she screams, the cameraman turns around, and we see a figure attack the cameraman that has a bony arm and a bony leg, and then we see it kind of shamble off as the as the camera kind of uh, fritzes out. And that is the end of the season. 
Okay, now, so do you have any idea what that could be alluding? There, uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was a character called Solomon Grundy, who is kind of like a who is kind of like a zombie. Um, yeah, they they uh, they made him, I think, uh, I think a villain in the first season of Stargirl. Uh, yes, I do believe they've they've had him on the CW shows before. Um, so that was where my brain first went to. There is also a character called Dr. Death, who was uh, one of the first villains Batman had. Then there's also the possibility of it just being someone that was affected by the acid that didn't die. Uh, there's also there's the possibility of a character called Blight from Batman Beyond, because I would assume it's gonna have it's definitely gonna have some connection to the acid. So it'll be a matter of like what side effects the person has from the acid before they figure out uh, the villain. Uh, but I would say it's either Solomon Grundy or possibly, or possibly Doctor Death. Uh, and then that's the season. So now that we have the season kind of season four villain kind of set up, uh, it it was a good ending. I think yeah. it tied up all the it tied up all the things nicely. I want to see what happens to Alice slash Beth. Um, and please let Rachel dye her hair brunette if we're going to keep it because that wig is terrible. <laughs> The question also becomes, like, does this mean we're not going to have Beth next year? Because, like, like, the last person who went to find anything was Kate. In... I feel like if she were leaving, they would announce that because, spoiler well, alert for those... No, no, they no, still, spoiler... they still... All right, go ahead. Spoiler alert for those in the finale of Legends of Tomorrow. They did announce that Nick Zano um, was leaving the series after the finale. They said... Um, that he will not return for a potential season eight should it get. So if this were it for Rachel Carson, I think they would have made a similar announcement regardless yeah. of whether All right. or not four got renewed. Yeah. All right, I can I can see that. I would just say I would I would find it surprising like you would say, hey, this person's leaving the show before you even know if there's still a show for them to leave. So I would normally who knows and I maybe. Did. I literally and, just saw them do it with Legends, and it's on the same network, so right. and in the same universe, so it's very, right. they would ask. And maybe you know, for all we know, for all we know, like there's no definitive, too. like there's no definitive thing of whether or not Rachel's gone. Like maybe Rachel was only, say, contracted for season, like up to season three, and even if they were to get renewed, like they still would have to work out a deal, and they just haven't. Yeah. Also, too, Even, I, I, we also I, could I, time jump at the start of four, which means we could we could come back and months have been gone and and she's coming back. Very possible. Right. Too. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying she's completely like she's definitely gone. I'm just saying it's it's weird. Like the last person who went to find anything was Kate and she's no longer on the show. So I you know, I really hope she comes back for a season four because I, they also announced at that time that she was leaving like. The day her like the day that 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 she was the day the finale aired, they said that she wasn't coming back next season. That this was it. Right. So I'm sure uh, it is 8:06 on Thursday, which is the day after the season finale ended, as we're recording this. So I'm sure as soon as we're done recording, within an hour there'll be some news, because yeah. that's how <laughs> that's how these things go. 
there was a little bit of news. So, so as we said before, Carolyn uh, had an interview, and mm-hmm. in the interview she did uh, have some snippets. One of them as explains why we only had Poison Ivy for very few episodes, and she had said um, that was because that was all DC gave them permission for. They only gave them permission for three episodes. So they had her fly off to Coriana, which they felt was like a good ending for the character and the restrictions that they had. So obviously, like, they couldn't kill her or... And should DC allow them to bring her back, they would totally be open to it. Um, You would think with the fact that the multiverse exists that DC wouldn't be so stingy on their characters because even... DC has always been that, has always had that. They've gotten better in recent years, but whenever they've, whether or not they've, whether or not it was a public thing or announced or if it was just like in early stages, whenever they've had sort of plans for a character in other areas, whether it be movies or other TV shows, they don't, they've rarely allowed multiple iterations of the character to be around at the same time it was why you had smallville smallville was originally supposed to be a batman tv show but they were not allowed to use bruce wayne or batman because at the time wb was like well we want to restart the batman film franchises and we don't want people to be confused even though you wouldn't be same thing happened back in the 90s with the lois and clark tv show um, they wanted to marry Superman and Lois in the comics in the 90s or earlier in the 90s than they did. And they were told by Warner Brothers, well, you can't do that because they're not married on the show and we don't plan for them to get married on the show right now. And it would be too confusing. So DC was just like, fine, we'll kill them then. And that's how you got the death of Superman. So it's another case of people thinking their audience is stupid. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but like I said, it's always been a track record of DC to to heavily control having multiple iterations of the character around at the same time. So it Flash does kind of track. for this long then? Because has, I mean, I mean, granted, the Flash movie has been in development hell, but uh, I don't. Maybe the Flash just doesn't register as high. Like Batman and Superman are arguably like their two biggest properties. Uh, Wonder Woman, you've had like, you had before the movie, you had them try and do the um, the TV show that got a pilot and and nothing ever after that. So it it's kind of weird, but yeah, it is it is something that DC's done in the past. So it doesn't when she said that it doesn't surprise me. No, I mean I know it's consistent with DC because I've heard it for years, even before I was fully universe TV shows. It's just weird to me because when your entire universe Mm -hmm. has the multiverse as part of its canon, you would think that you can easily just say that they exist on another planet and bing, bang, boom, your problem is solved. Right. So that was one thing we found out. Another thing we found out from Carolyn, she was asked about Ryan's dad. And basically she had said, like, they don't have... They don't have a definitive answer as to who her dad is. However, it is something like if they get a fourth season, it is something that they definitely 
have intention of of broaching in the fourth season, whether or not we get like a full on explanation next year or we just start getting tidbits about it would is still up in the air. But she did say they they've had ideas for who it could possibly be and that and that the one that they kind of gravitated to needs to get approval from D.C. before they would be allowed to do it. Which and be, that would I then lead would you Lucius Fox. Yeah, that would then allow that would then lead you to believe that it is a a a comic book character, someone canonically in the comic books, and b a pretty important uh, character in canon. So that would be like that would be Bruce Wayne, which would seem a little weird, although the age range does line up between them. Um. So you had you would have Bruce Wayne, you would have maybe Alfred, Luke, uh, Lucius Fox, and you know so like I don't see like Diggle wouldn't uh, yeah Diggle would definitely not be on that list for me because is right. Diggle even in the comic? Uh no, unless they introduced him in the past couple of years, but that is I don't believe he is. But so it looks. It looks like it's probably Lucius in my mind. However, I could also see the, the swerve really being that it ends up being Bruce. That Ryan and Kate would... Uh, cousin. Yeah, kind of sort of. And, and it's funny because as I've said those words, I am just now connecting it. In the season finale, they said the only way they could get access to the trophy room is Batwoman's DNA. They didn't say Ryan's DNA. They said Batwoman's DNA. Batwoman's DNA is originally Kate's. Now. So unless when Kate left, she changed the DNA record to Ryan's, which is very, which is very possible. possible. Um, But also, because don't forget, Kate was the one who opened that door at the end of last season to those trophies and got them out. But the only other way ryan would possess similar dna to kate is if she was related to her you know what i'm changing my mind i'm going back to bruce wayne i'm going to bruce wayne it'll probably it would probably be lucius because i don't know if dc would agree to that i i could easily see dc being like yeah it can be lucius we don't care i don't know if dc would agree to bruce wayne especially since lucius is dead our universe I don't know. I don't know if he's dead in every universe. Um, yeah. But... Uh, no, actually, he's a he. I don't know if he still does, but the last time, the last time I was caught up on Batman uh, in the comics, Lucius was actually, uh, had actually inherited all of the Wayne fortune because of some because of some things that happened where Bruce was going to lose the fortune, but he ended up like getting it slid over to to Lucius. So. Okay. So yeah, so I don't I I don't think DC's gonna have a major issue with it, only because Lucius isn't alive on our show. Like, right. I could I could I mean in theory it. neither's Bruce. We we haven't seen him. But there's still there's still there's still a question whether right. he's alive, whether they can use him, but with Lucius being dead, I, I don't really see Right. So those were the tidbits that came out of those were some of the tidbits that came out of her interview. Um so that would be like and I, uh, and the thing is, like, you already have someone cast as Bruce Wayne because you had the person who played 
Bruce Wayne when when Hush was him. So you could easily have him back in flashbacks. You wouldn't have to have a new person be yeah. Bruce Wayne in flashbacks. And again, like their well, age ranges are close enough. Good. Like even if it's you, even if Jade is a little bit older for, for flashbacks anyway, because you'd be flashing back to Lord Baltimore. Right. Uh, but what did you think of the season overall before we wrap up? Uh, I, I liked all the episodes and some I think were fantastic. The story was very compelling. And the fact that it was only 13 episodes, I think gave it a little bit more, it gave more it the sick. appearance of a, of a, of a, like, of a much better season not saying that it wasn't but i think only the fact that you had 13 episodes you didn't really have any downtime or episodes to throw away it gives like the sense of like a much better season but overall i would still say i like season two better just because of the characters that were involved in season two um but that being said like i thought the season was really well done and i don't I mean, I don't really have many criticisms of it other than the fact that it was only 13 episodes. Yeah, that's literally my only criticism. And for me, I'm going to go ahead and say that three was better than for me. Okay. Because, like, two felt like they were trying to figure out who they were coming off of everything that happened at the end of one and all of the backstage drama with Mm -hmm. Ruby and her leaving and then, you know, Javis, you know, Javicia coming into the role trying to figure out who Ryan was trying to figure out who Kate was like they had so many questions to answer and so many things to do in two as good as the season was functionally Mm -hmm. they didn't kind of hard to sort of form an identity as a show because they were trying to figure out exactly who they were this season it this season they knew who they were they told the story they wanted to tell and it just it gelled as a cohesive show and a cohesive unit in a way that even last season, I don't think they did fully. Uh, yeah, that is, that is accurate. They didn't have to, they didn't have to give another, another background for a new character. You know, they were able to just go with what they wanted to in this one. They were able to exist in the world that they built. Whereas in season one and season two, they had to spend a lot of time world. Season two was world. Right. Nope. I, I agree. But yeah, no. Overall, it was a it was a great season. You have any wishes for season four? Uh, I just want I want Beth back. I want um. This will probably never like... happen. But for me, I want Robin Givens on contract as a series regular. But she's so booked and busy doing so many things, it will probably never happen. But that's what I want. Uh, I think we still have Robin next year. Maybe not is not maybe not in as many episodes, but I think she's definitely in there next year somewhere. I would actually love to see Kate back. Right. But like with Beth back, and I'd love to see Kate come back. And kind of see that her sister's back. You know, but yeah. there's a lot I would want to play with there. Mm-hmm. I'd also want Mary and Luke to be fully explored because we kind of teased it a bit this year. Um, let's fully go there next year, please. You already gave me one ship that I wanted with Ryan and Sophie. Give me my second one with Luke and Mary, please and thank you. Um, so, and then, like I said, I think we'll see 
Sophie as Catwoman next next season. That'd be really uh, fun. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait. Uh, when is when is when are the upfronts usually? May. May. That's two months away. But they uh. should they should be renewed. I would assume they would start renewing everything in like end of April, early May, because by the time they go to the upfronts in middle of May, everything has to be locked because that's when they announce their schedule. So by that point, they by the time they make their upfronts presentation, whatever day that is, and I'm not sure what day that is offhand, but mm-hmm. by the, whatever day their upfront presentation is, the renewals will be locked and loaded, whatever they are. Right. Um, no, no, you're right. I'm just I'm thinking at this point, it's a matter of I don't want to say like a sale of the of the network is imminent, and that's why. Nothing's oh, being a, announced, but that hundred percent why, because yeah. it, it depends on what what the buyers want the network to be and what the buyer's threshold is for sustainability on the network. It you know it matters. Like I think. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is I don't know if I don't know if necessarily like they're waiting to see what is going to happen with the network because you're right like in two months they're gonna need to renew or cancel or say something but them holding off to this point leads me to believe that while they've while it's been public now that wb is trying to sell the cw or get somebody to buy into it or whatever it sounds like the it's making me believe with the lack of renewals, the lack of cancellations, the lack of even saying, hey, we're going to put these TV shows into production next year, these new TV shows, aside from Gotham Knights. And Walker. That, and Walker. And the Supernatural prequel. Those are the only two that I've seen. Um, aside from those, it's leading me to believe that there's maybe right now advanced talks as to like they're trying to finalize a deal for the network. And they're just kind of kicking the can is they're just trying yeah. to kick the can I down the road to the multiple, point where they can't anymore. I wonder if there are multiple people looking to buy the network and they have to kind of pick one and they're not going to be able to uh, to announce it until they know a who is buying them and mm-hmm. b if the sale is final. Right. So that's uh that is it. That is it for season three. What did you guys think of season three? Did you like it? Did you hate it? If you hated it, why are you a horrible person? <laughs> with 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 questionable taste. Yeah. Um, but seriously, you know, if you know, why did you like it? What do you want to see in season? What do you want to see in season four? Is there is there a villain that you want to see or a character you want to see in season four? Who do you think the the skeletal zombie thing was that was at the end of this? I think we'll definitely get more Marcus next season. Oh God, I hope so. I really love the actor. Um, so like that, I believe I think he'll stick around. But again, who knows how many episodes we'll have of Jada? Although I would have, I still say we'll at least get a handful of jada yeah it just depends on robin's availability and she's booked and busy and like a bunch of stuff yeah 
Uh, but that is uh, that is it. So you can let us know in a number of ways. You can email us at BatwomanTVTalk uh, at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BatwomanTVTalk on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. So until next time, which who knows when, uh, we'll probably, if it, if, I'm assuming we're going to do a podcast once Batwoman's fate has been revealed one way or the other. I mean, we like we'll definitely do one if it's not renewed. We'll do like a series wrap up. Um, if it is renewed, you know, maybe, you know, we'll probably do something or we'll wait until we see um, like season four like, going to look like. Yeah. Like, like if a... there's some casting news for season four before we uh, before we do something. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going to happen, everybody. So until then, everyone stay safe, stay happy, and uh, we'll talk to you at some point in the near future. Uh, until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky. So we're going to head on out of here. Good night, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>